I must say, those, uh, the first three songs we sang this, this morning were my fav- one of some of my favourites. I love it. The powerful name of Jesus. The powerful name of Jesus. I'm going to be talking about listening and specifically listening to God this morning. And myself, what I do is if I ask God anything about anything, he always asks me questions. He always asks me questions. So I'm going to be throwing questions out at you. And this is really to get you thinking. And um, I think we've probably thought about these things before, but... The first question is, are you a good listener? Hands up if you're a good listener. Be honest. (laughs) Who do you listen to? What is your criteria for listening to someone? Do they have to be interesting? Do you have to know them? Do do they have to say things you want to, to hear? That you agree with? Do they have to be challenging or do they have to be non-challenging? Do they have to bless you or upset you? We all, without thinking about it, have an agenda, don't we, on who we listen to, without realising it. The next question I want to put to you is, are you good at being told what to do? Hands up, those who are being told, good at being told what to do. I don't believe it. <laughs> and myself, the older I get, the harder it is. Is that, is that true? The older I get, the harder it is to, uh, yeah, people tell me what to do. There's something in me that rises. I think I know better. It also, again, depends on who's telling you and what they're telling you to do. Are you good with authority figures? Who was good at school listening to the teachers? Yeah? I was very good. Yeah. I was one of those children that I enjoyed school. It is a challenge to us because you're talking about listening to God. Well, we have to think about, are we good at listening for a start off, don't we? And are we good at being told what to do if God actually asks you to do something? So I think it's a good place to start. I know it was for me as I thought about it. So I'm going to speak in three sections about listening to God. And when I say God, I want you to think of it's, it's God a Father, Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Okay. And that's who I'm going to be referring to when I say God. Because sometimes we speak to the Father, listen to him, don't we? Sometimes it's Jesus we listen to. And sometimes the Holy Spirit, we talk to the Holy Spirit and listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying. So I'm going to split into three groups. Who is speaking and why should I listen? Do I want to know what will be said to me? And what do I do about it? Those are the three things. So who is speaking and why should I listen? I believe that's about relationship. Do I want to know what is going to be said? That's about openness. And what do I do about it? That's about obedience. 
So there's three sections. And sometimes we sort of are good at one bit and not good at the other. It can vary from time to time and also what's been said to us and whether we will give God the time to speak to us, as, as you were saying before, um, being in the quiet. But for me, um, believe it or not, um, I never used to be good at being quiet. <laughs> right? Um, so God had to really shout at me at times. But now I find that I, I enjoy, I think it's since the children left home. <laughs> I, do, I do enjoy having my space and being quiet. And my sister's moved up from London and uh, she's living nearby now, which is lovely. And I go to work, she's always got music on. Always got music on. And when she comes to my house, she's it's quiet. I said, well, actually, I like it quiet. I've got, I do like music, don't get me wrong, but I do actually quiet because I like to think. I like to think. And having that ongoing thinking about um, myself and the Holy Spirit and just as I go through life. So we'll, we'll look at the relationship with God. This is about relationship. First of all, who is God? Now, I've got a project at the moment I'm doing where I'm looking at the Bible and seeing what it says about the Father, what it says about Jesus, what it says about the Holy Spirit, okay? So I'm doing like a, a study myself. And it's incredible, the things, when you start writing them down, it says about the Father. It's quite inspiring, but also challenging. So I've started doing that, and it's really speaking to me. It's quite overwhelming, really. So the few, th few things I'm going to say to you now um, about the Father in the back, I can't do them all because we'll be here all day. So God, he sees all, he knows what we need, he's everlasting, he's perfect, he wills things to happen, he's Lord of heaven and earth, he's provider, he's all-powerful, he's merciful, he's always at work, he has compassion, he raises the dead, etc. Seems funny putting etc, doesn't it? <laughs> when you're talking about what God is like, it seems really, ooh, etc seems a bit, but it is. There's so much more than that. Now, this is who we, I'm encouraging this morning as a church to listen to. This is who we're listening to. Just think about that. Yeah? This is somebody that we're listening to. Quick look at who are we? Who are we? But relationship, what's God like? What am I like? I'm gonna say you now, clues me as well. You're accepted, you're loved. If that's the thing you get this morning from what I'm saying is believe it, you are loved. Yeah, he loves you so much. You have an identity. These days, that's something that I believe that's being lost. Especially young people. I mean, we all get to an age think, I don't know who I am, what I want to do. But these days, the pressure is so much more. Now it's like, am I male or female? That's coming, isn't it? As well. And it seems like society doesn't want people to have an identity. But we have one. 
haven't we? In Jesus, we have an identity, and that's we're sons of God. Sons is, is male and female. We're sons of God. We're special with the apple of God's eye. We are so special. Do you feel special this morning? Not many of you feel special this morning. Don't let your feeling of being special have anything to do with anybody else. Okay. It's nothing to do with anybody else. It's nothing to do with what people think about you. It's nothing to do with that. It's nothing to do with what you do, what you achieve, what you were, and what you look like. Yeah? Nothing to do with that. You've got to get your mindset. You're special. You are special. You're forgiven. In Jesus, you're forgiven. Guilt's removed. You don't need to feel guilty if you give it to Jesus. You don't need to carry guilt around. Satan wants you to carry guilt around, wants you to carry baggage around with you. You've got to claim that. That's something you've got to believe and claim it. And you also have purpose. You've got reason to be here on earth. And that's a biggie, I think, for lots of people. Why am I here? Who am I? Why am I here? I mean, that's something that we've got the answer to, isn't it? And people out there need to hear that answer, don't they? Why are you here? To have a good relationship, we have to listen to each other. And it's not just one way. You know this. Any of you in a relationship, now, hands up if you're in a relationship, hands up. Have you got no friends? <laughs> Come on. Who's got mums and dads and... and Friends, neighbours, workmates, yeah? I don't mean the romantic. I mean in a relationship. We're all in a relationship, aren't we, with people? We have to listen to each other, don't we, to keep it a good relationship? I mean, my husband's not here this morning, Graham, so I can say all sorts. <laughs> I'm in a relationship. <laughs> romantic one. And I know that sometimes he says to me, what's the matter? And I say, nothing. Is this a man thing? What's the matter? There's something the matter. Nothing. Nothing's the matter. Something's the matter. I know you, something's the matter. Nothing's the matter. I don't know. I don't know what the matter is. That's what I come to as well. I don't know. I don't know what the matter is. In other words, he's wanting to know, he's wanting uh, to listen to what I have to say. He wants to know. And I'm challenging, do you want to know what God is thinking, what God wants, what his heart is like, what he is like? Do you want to know? Because to be quite honest, this, is, this has been a bit, I don't know if it's controversial or what. If you don't want to know, what's the point in listening? Yeah. What's the point in asking? Unless you have that desire to know, to know him more. Because I believe the more you know him, the more you know yourself. Is that true? I think that's true. The more you get to know him, the more it reveals more about yourself. And because you know it is love, you can cope with loving yourself more. Because just knowing about yourself, Going to a sort of psychiatrist and be analysed and told all your stuff, I mean. 
but Father is the best counsellor. God is the best counsellor, and it comes with love. Nothing against psychiatrists, please don't get me wrong on that one. It's good sometimes to talk things through with people, professionals. A quote, the most basic and powerful way to connect another person is to listen. Just listen. Perhaps the most important thing we ever give to each other is our attention. A loving silence often has far more power to heal and to connect than the most well-intentioned words. A loving now, Carol's laughing because this morning, the Hearing God team, that's the word they heard. In silence, isn't it, Carol? Yeah, a loving silence has power to heal and connect with the most well-intentioned words. I'm going to go on to openness now. Do I want to know what is going to be said? Do I want to know, when I ask God, do I want to know what it's going to say? Have you an openness to listen to God the Father and Jesus through the Holy Spirit? Do you want to hear what he wants to say or are you frightened of what he's going to say to you? Who's ever been frightened about what God's going to say to them? Yeah? I, uh, when I was younger and single, I read a book called Chasing the Dragon, Jackie Pullinger, right? I was in my uh, middle 20s and I thought, God's going to ask me to go to China or Africa. You know, I'm single, I've got no, you know, I don't have a house, nothing, I'm, you know, no, and it really frightened me actually, so I thought, I don't want to go. <laughs> I really didn't want to go. And I was a bit scared really, because I was opening myself up to the Holy Spirit and to God, and I wanted to serve him, but I didn't want to serve him that way. And, and I used to think, oh, please don't ask me. Yeah, please don't ask me, I'd, I'd, you know. And, and, and he didn't. <laughs> he just spouls me. <laughs> He's so lovely. He knows me, and he knows you. And he won't ask you to do anything. He can challenge you, but he loves you. And if he asks you to do something difficult, he'll give you the strength to do it. So yes, I was a bit scared on that. So I've talked about facts about God, a few of them. We sung some fantastic songs about how great God is. You know, if God is for us, who can be against us? Rousing. Who, who better could you listen to? Who better could you listen to? He knows you. He knows the future. He loves you. He has so much he wants to tell you. He wants to tell you how much he loves you. He wants to give you guidance, encourage you, correct you, speak through you to others. Those that know him and those that yet don't know him. He wants to give you direction, how to live life God's way, and so much more. Remember, God is always with us by the Holy Spirit, living in us, and he knows the future. He knows the future. 
got thinking about this. Um, who's seen the full Magnificent Seven? Yeah? There's lots of films like that, isn't it, where they get a group of people together, a team, yeah? And they're going to go on adventure. They're going to go on a difficult thing to do, right? And I thought, if I was going on an adventure, who would I ask to go with me? Would it be John Stark up there? Who would I ask to go with me? I used to like Yul Brynner. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. It wasn't romantic. I thought, if you go on an adventure, you'd feel really safe with Yul Brynner, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. Characters like that, Yul Brynner. Russell Crowe, perhaps, now. Somebody who feel they'll run a really look after me and they know what they're doing and I'll feel safe and secure. They'll protect me, yeah? Well, in a way, in our life, God is the best to take with you on the adventure of life, isn't he? Because he knows it all in a good way. The next is the obedience. Part of listening to God is to be obedient to what he says. To be honest, it makes sense too, doesn't it? To be if we ask him, what he's telling you is good for you. It's good for you and it's good for others. But it's not always easy, is it? It's not always easy, we've said that before, it's not always easy. And sometimes that can put us off listening. We have to trust God. There's a few people in the Bible, examples of people that listened to God and did things. Noah, despite a strange assignment and likely ridicule of his neighbors, obeyed God and built the boat that will preserve life on earth. Joseph, despite numerous personal tragedies, became the preserver and protector of the fledgling nation of Israel. Then you've got Moses, the liberator. You've got Caleb, despite being over the hill at 85, asked and received the opportunity to defeat the Anakite peoples living near Hebron. Deborah, despite being a woman, a position lacking respect in her day, led God's people to victory or the enemies. Come on, women, yay! Yeah. <laughs> Esther, <laughs> despite being young and a foreigner, became queen and saved God's people. Peter, despite history of painful public failures, became the most visible and vocal leader of the early church. So yeah, when God speaks, he does it for a purpose, doesn't he? And these, you might think, oh, they're exceptional. They're not. They're no different than us. Yeah? They just listened and they obeyed. There's different ways of listening. Now then, I chose the Ephesians 6, uh, 13 to 18. It's about the armour of God. And fully enough, Graham said to me, oh, we're doing that next. That's a theme. I said, ooh. 
So you're doing about the armor of God, but I felt this reading mainly for the last verses saying about pray on all occasion, pray continually, listen continually, be open to what God is saying to you, be willing and be, be aware of it. You can listen through reading the Bible. You can listen through listening to other people. But to me, prayer is um, sort of personal, isn't it? Straight. Looking to read something now, one, two, six. Pray at all times. This is Joyce Mayer in one of her readings. But how do we pray at all times, as the Bible instructs? We do it by keeping an attitude of thanksgiving and total dependence upon God as we go about our everyday lives, turning our thoughts towards him in the midst of doing all the things we have to do and listening for his voice in every situation. Read that a bit again. We do it by keeping an attitude of thanksgiving and total dependence upon God as we go about our everyday lives, turning our thoughts towards him in the midst of doing all the things we have to do and listening for his voice in every situation. I believe God really wants us to live a lifestyle of prayer and that he wants to help us stop thinking about prayer as an event and begin to see it as a way of life as an internal activity that undergoes everything else we do. He wants us to talk to him and listen to him continually, to pray our way through every day with our hearts connected to his and our ears attuned to his voice. That's how he wants us to live. The most important thing about this, this subject, about listening to God is that we can. We can listen to him. Now, this might seem a bit weird, because you know you watch films and things like that on the television, and you get the baddies, right? And they say, like, God told me, you know, to murder these people. That is, you know what I mean? It's sort of, in a way, when you say, it's not, I've heard from God, they might think, ooh. But we shouldn't be afraid of that, because we're speaking truth, aren't we? God does speak to us by the Holy Spirit and not be put off by that. Not be put off saying to people, God said to me, Holy Spirit said to me, Father said to me, Jesus said to me, and telling people. I mean, when I went up to my dad's the other week, um, I was wondering which way to go, whether the M6 way up north or the A49 up north. And I prefer motorway, I like to put my foot down and get there, so I prefer motorways. But there is road works and things like that going on. So I was sat, it was in the morning, and I sat and I was praying, you know, Father, which way should I go? Which way do you want me to go? And in me, I'm thinking, I want to go up motorway. That's what I was thinking. And, uh, and so I didn't hear anything, so I got into my car, switched the radio on, and a voice said, there has been an accident on the M6 causing a mile um, stoppage on that road, blah, 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 blah. And I went, I'm not going on the motorway. I'm going on the A49. God does speak to us in different ways. As you've all got, probably a lot of you have got testimony about that. 
he speaks to us. And in the scripture, obviously, the Old Testament, he actually speaks through a donkey, doesn't he? Donkey. Yeah. So remember that when you go to the zoo or something. <laughs> the most important thing is that we can hear from God and God does speak to us. That's a truth. He wants to speak to you. You need to believe that he does want to, he desires to. What God speaks to us is always from his heart. It's always from his heart. And what's in his heart is compassion and love. He loves you and he loves others. And he wants people to know the truth of that, especially those who don't know him yet. This is very important. Your relationship with, with, with God and it's a love relationship. Last week we had a love feast. Was it a love feast? This week it's a love relationship. He loves you. And I'm sure a lot of you love him as well. Love him. The question I want to leave with you is, how important is listening to God in your life right now? How important is it? Because it's your choice. Doesn't matter, yeah? It's your choice. But I'll tell you something now, looking at my life, I'd have a lot easier life if I'd have listened more. I wouldn't have made as many messes, as many mistakes, been as worried and stressed. And at my age, I don't know, do I, have I learned? I don't know. Yeah, I try, I try, I try to learn. So, just let's have just, just a couple of minutes quiet, is that okay? minute quiet, just to, to think about some of these things. Just be ready to, to recognize his voice. If you've given your life to Jesus, repented of your sin, accept him as your savior, you have the Holy Spirit in you. And the Holy Spirit wants to speak. Just listen.
started off this morning, um, he came out with a quote which spoke to me personally for various reasons. And he said, the thing that you desire the most is in the place that you least want to go to or the place you least want to be. And um, what stops us? And it's fear. And he said, love casts out fear. We need more love. And I just felt the Lord saying, it's not our love. It's perfect love that casts out fear. And it's the love from the Lord. It's not us loving people. It's allowing the perfect love of the Lord into us to cast out the fear. And Arlene's been talking about listening to God. And as we sit and listen to our Father, the words he speaks, he speaks in love to us. So the more we are open to God and the more we listen to God, the more we receive his perfect love. And that's how we get to know him more and we get to love him more because he loves us first. So it's allowing the perfect love of God to cast out the fear in you and to, to set you on the path he wants you to go.